Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober with Elizabeth Chance and Jeff Bagley, my husband, for those of you that don't know. And today is episode 325. I like that number. He says he likes that number, so that's a good thing. And today we are sponsored by Soberlink. We need to talk about alcohol recovery in the workplace. Talking about sobriety and proving it to your employer can be so difficult, and our friends at Soberlink want to help. If you need a reliable way to present documented proof of sobriety to a boss or loved one, Soberlink can help. Soberlink is a high-tech portable breathalyzer system that uses facial recognition technology to verify identity. It has unique sensors to ensure that no other air sources are being used and sends results directly to your specified contacts. So there's no questioning whether or not you took the test or whether or not the report you you're altered the reporting. That is why Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is considered the gold standard. Being in recovery from out al- being in recovery from alcohol does not define the future of your career. Let Soberlink help. Learn more at Soberlink. Um, learn more about Soberlink and request a $50 promo code by visiting www.soberlink.com slash BLS and get that $50 promo code. Who doesn't want to have somebody have a report that says, guess what? You don't think I'm sober? Look, I just did this thing with Soberlink and you can get a $50 off. I think it's a great tool. Um, and they are trying to get rid of the shame just like Busy Living Sober. So we are huge, 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 huge supporters of Soberlink. So thanks again for um, sponsoring us. And talking about shame, that is our topic for today. Mm. Good one. I don't know if you had as much shame as I did when you got sober. I don't know if I did either. I just don't know. Um, I know that uh, <clears throat> our stories are different um, and how I felt about the whole drinking thing was um, um, it was for me it was shameful to admit to myself that um, you know that I couldn't handle it. Um, there's no question about that and uh, <clears throat> I, and and it kind of was like that sort of came from you know, like the generation above me in my family, like you should be able to handle it. Why can't you handle it? We don't understand why you don't handle it. Like, why do you drink so much? Why do you always have to take it too far? Why this? Why that? Why can't you have one drink? Why can't you have one drink? Nobody ever said, why don't you just like, you ever think about not drinking JF? You know, they always said, why don't you just like, let's have one glass of wine JF and see how that goes. And I didn't know anything about alcoholism. You know, I didn't understand that there was no one drink for me no matter how much I wanted it or not. And that was the worst part, I guess, of the shame part was like that that feeling every morning of like, how the heck did I do this to myself again? You know, it's not what I wanted to do. It's not what I planned on. It's not what I thought was gonna happen, but yet here I am again. Well, it's shameful and it's interesting. I had, um, we had somebody write into us, another person from St. Louis, actually my hometown and Um, that person was talking about shame and how they had gotten into a place where he felt that he was being shamed by other people. And I totally get that. It's interesting. I just was on the beach 
and not to rub it into anybody who's in a cold area, but <laughs> I was just on the beach with a friend of mine who actually is a, um, she is, a, I don't want to say normal because what's normal, but she drinks. And we were talking about how I'm going to dinner with somebody tonight that I don't really know. I'm, I, I just actually met her on the street. And I said to my friend, I said, oh my gosh, I didn't tell her I don't drink. I hope she's not going to think I'm weird because this is a new friend. And I have to be like, oh, guess what? I don't drink. And my friend looked at me and she's like, why do you care? Nobody mm -hmm. cares. Do you care that I drink? And I'm like, no. So why do they care that you don't drink? Well... I think that we care because, <clears throat> you know, if we're alcoholics, we think a lot about drinking, whether we think we're thinking about it or not, you know, and that's always sort of, that's the immediate comparison that, that we do. You know, we sit down and we say, he's drinking, they're drinking, I'm not drinking. Oh, I found somebody else who's not drinking. Oh, that's good. Um, and she's right. People don't care. They just, I mean, people don't even notice. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been sober for a long time. I've gone out and had somebody actually ask me like, how come you're not drinking? You know, it's, I can probably count that number of times on one hand and up oh, there it is in, you know, 20 years plus because people don't care, you know, they just don't care. But we care because we're alcoholics. You know, that's what, we, that's all we did for the longest time. And for me, especially when I first, you know, when I first got sober, I didn't know how to do anything really without having to drink in my hand. That was like my whole identity. You know, so I had to, uh, I literally had to change everything and find a new way to live. I absolutely did. But I think that even with people that have a couple of years, let's say five, 10, 15 years of sobriety, we still have that shame that comes up. Oh, honey, I'm, I have 20 years plus and I still notice. I still notice. Even though nobody else does, I still notice. What do you notice? I notice what, who's drinking and who's not drinking and what are they drinking. Does it make you feel less than? Um, it, I don't know if that's the right word, but it can make me feel like I, I always initially feel like uncomfortable, like I don't quite fit in, you know, like I'm at the bar and I'm the only guy that's drinking water at the bar. And uh, but then it turns out when I look around like, oh, I'm not the only guy that's only drinking water at the bar. There's other people that, you know, that had like one beer and they're done, <laughs> you know, which I can't imagine that, you know, that would have never happened for me. But you know, for all intents and purposes, like for me, one beer and you're done, you're not drinking. You know, you're just, you're not. And uh, you know, what I learned is that, you know, most people don't drink most of the time. That's a fact. Um, we don't know that because we didn't come from that at all. But I definitely, um, I definitely, it makes, it does make me feel different for sure. Isn't it weird? And do you think that it makes the people that are drink overly drinking feel different? Um, I think that in certain circumstances, yes, but for me anyway, I tend to not get, like, I tend to stay away from people that are like that myself. I just, I don't like being around people that are completely like loaded, like I used to get and not because it brings back any, you know, bad memories or shame or anything else. I just feel like I'm like, oh my God, like. This guy is so boring. He just told me the same story for the fifth time in like eight minutes. Like, I can't stand it. You know, I just, that's all. But I think that something came up when I received a, an email from a, a listener. And they said, oh my gosh, I was feeling shame. And I believe, at least for me, and I'm going to speak for myself here, my ego 
is so big. Okay? Mm -hmm. It is. I have this huge ego. I want everybody to like me. I want everybody to like me. So if I'm different than everybody else, then how are they going to like me? So I had all this shame about the fact that it's like even tonight, going out tonight and saying, oh my gosh, I met a new friend. Oh, do you want to get a drink at the bar? And I'm going to be like, mm, sure, I'll have a Pellegrino. And, um, but my ego wants everybody to like me, as I just said. And not everybody's going to ever like me. Not everybody ever. I don't think there's any person walking on this planet that everybody likes. What do you think? Especially today. No. Definitely not. Because I've heard you say that before. And like the first person who pops in my mind was Jesus. But obviously they didn't like him. They nailed the poor guy to a cross. You know, so no. No. Nobody. No, nobody's liked by everybody. and uh, But that's fine. You know, that's fine. But it's, it's, but it, it hurts. And I understand for one, I'm a girl. So, uh, and I think that I get these feelings all the time that, um, that I, I, I don't want to be less than. I want to be, I, I don't want to be less than. I want to be better. I want to be the best. I wish I didn't have this disease, which makes me different than everybody else. But it's a fact. So owning the shame, recognizing the shame. I've talked about recently how you feel comfortable and uncomfortable at times. Like there are times in my life where I'm completely uncomfortable. And then there's times that I'm, I'm comfortable. I can tell you right now, personally, we have like stuff going on and I'm just like not comfortable with it. It's not comfortable. Not everything's going the way I want it to go. So that again, I wish it was different. I look at everything else on, on the outside, but I know in my heart that wishing things were different isn't going to change it. All I can do is get into action. Correct. Yep. The only thing you can change is you. Everything else is just going to do what it's going to do. I totally get that. But as far as your your point, I've not, I don't, I, and I, I'm not sure if I really heard, if I heard you right or not, because I, the response I want to make is I I've never been ashamed of the fact that I don't drink anymore. Um, you know, I'm fine with that. Um, I have been ashamed of uh, stuff that I did, you know, while I was drinking. For sure, um, but I've never felt like. Um, I don't think I've ever been like, oh my gosh, like, I'm ashamed, I'm an alcoholic. It's not like, that feeling is not like that for me, you know, but I do feel different. That I can say. Like, I do feel different when I go to a party, and when I first get there, that's the first thing I notice. Like, I, I think that's a human thing. I don't think it's a, a, as I compare, I mean, like, you know, it's like a snap judgment, you know. I'm the one that's not drinking and everybody else is drinking. So I feel different, right? Maybe a little awkward, but definitely different. But for me, anyway, you know, 99% of the time, once the party gets rolling, I feel fine. I'm, you know, I can talk to anybody. I can hang out. And I usually find, much to my chagrin, that, you know, I'm like, I got to go to this party. It starts at 8. Um, I can leave by 9.30. It won't be a problem. The next thing you know, I'm like, all right, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Everybody's gone. Come on. It's, <laughs> let's get out of here. I end up being the last one, which kind of makes sense because I can drive, you know, I'm not drunk, I'm not under the influence of anything, so why shouldn't I be the last one there? But that's just the way it goes, you know, because I have a good time. I Once I get settled in, I'm fine, you know. I'm we have fine. a good time. Oh, absolutely. We have a great time. And and I think you're the same way, too. It's just like, 
Oh, I'm not ashamed of being an alcoholic as much as I'm ashamed of the way that people look at it. Hence why I even started this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's like why I, because it's like, you know, I started this because I'd spent so many years being the, I don't want to say the class clown, but maybe the class clown and the person dancing on the bar, even though I can't dance and I can't sing and I did it anyway. And then when you, when I got sober, I was like, oh my gosh, this is all changed. And it's getting into those feelings and really digging deep and seeing what it's really about. And I, when I dug deep enough, I could realize that it was that ego part. It was that sense of like, I don't want to be different than anybody else. I want to be just like everybody else. I don't want to have this thing. But because drinking is such a huge part of our society, it's, um, it's for some reason, you can walk around the streets. Actually, last week, and I think I told you guys this, but last week I was walking along the beach and I saw this woman and it was 8 o'clock in the morning. She was pretty much not dressed, right on the side of the road, in a shower with you, you two mean bottles. one of those like beach shower? Yeah, one of those beach showers. Not yeah. dressed, no top on or anything, and drinking two and had two bottles of Smirnoff next to her. And I was like, wow. And not that I'm judging her because I'm not by any stretch of imagination. I'm just saying, wow. Yea, by the grace of God, go I. Because if I were still drinking, let's face it, that mm-hmm. could very well happen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm so glad. I mean, I'm. Just, I was just thinking about. It. I'm so glad that you started this this podcast and you started this whole thing. You started a long time ago. I mean, I've been involved with it the whole time. You know, and it, I'm just sort of. It's like background noise in my life. You know, and um, and and I think that you know maybe whatever shame that I've had, I just it's. I think that it's disappeared just because of of you and this podcast and listening to it all the time you know there's i mean there's there's nothing to be ashamed of it's just that's something that we bring in bring on ourselves right you know if i were diabetic i wouldn't be ashamed because i was diabetic and um everybody was eating donuts and i'm the only one that's not eating a donut you know i just i wouldn't be um and you know i'm not i'm not ashamed about any like like I guess what the point is, is that God made me. That's what I really had to understand, right? That's the most important thing. God made me exactly the way he wanted to make me. And, uh, you know, I didn't make me. Much as I'd like to take credit for, like, all the good stuff in my life, I didn't make me. God made me, you know. So anything I have that's good or that I would think is good is because of God. Anything anything that I would have that I would think is bad is because of God. But God doesn't put anything bad in me, right? He just makes me the way he made me. Well, we all, each person, every yeah. person who's listening to this, by the way, is we're all different. We're all totally different. God right. didn't make anybody exactly like us. And, you know, I want to say something that I don't know why it came over me. And I just want to throw this out there that I do, we pray before we come on because it's so mm-hmm. important to me because I want God to speak through us. And I just had this feeling come across me. And especially somebody who's newly getting sober, I want to say this to you. Um, you know, and you've decided you want, you want to quit drinking and then you... You picked up again for whatever reason. You picked up a drink, you picked up a drug, whatever it was, and you had to go back and start over on day one. Don't let the shame that you feel towards yourself, because it's all ourself, okay? Other people, as JF just mentioned, my podcast is noise to him. Just kidding. But he says that it's noise. And um, so the noise then makes him feel like, um, 
Hold on, there's somebody at our door. I'm putting this on pause for one second. <laughs> so what we were saying was that the FedEx guy came. Sorry, it's Christmas, so stuff keeps showing up. And um, where we are with everything is that we're just busy. Look at this. Phones are just up. They can't stop ringing. Well, coming back to you. You can tell that this is campy and this is just done here. But what I was saying was the background noise is our head saying, you know what? We're not good enough. Mm -hmm. I messed up. I'm not worthy of doing this again. Or I'm a loser. I'm an asshole. Why did I do this again? I said I wasn't going to drink and I drank. But you know what? It's realizing, for one, I don't, I think people forget. Like, it's such a big thing, you know? This is a big lifestyle change is to get sober. Um, getting sober changes everything in your life. And I don't mean it doesn't give you, you're not gonna win the lottery, you're not gonna get a bigger house. I mean, maybe that will happen, but what you're going to do is start to learn to know who you are and learn to know what makes you tick. And it isn't always what everybody else wants you to be. Like for so long, I was what everybody else wanted me to be. If you wanted me, me to be hanging out with the potheads, I hang out with the potheads. If you want me to hang out with the cokeheads, I hang out with the cokeheads. If you want me to hang out with the big drinkers, I hang out with the big drinkers. If you wanted me to hang out in one neighborhood, I hang out in that neighborhood. I hang out in the other neighborhood. And I didn't know, like, what do I like? Because for so long, I was doing it for everybody else. Everybody else wants you to go and have cocktails. And you're like, all right, I'm going to go. And you get there. And I remember getting there and being like, all right, I'm going to have a drink. And I have a drink. And fortunately or unfortunately, I have one drink. I have 47. So mm -hmm. I can't stop. So when I recognized that I had too many, I didn't like me when I drank. I couldn't turn that off. And when we're sober, we can at least say, oh my God, I hate the way that I am. I'm gonna acknowledge that I hate the way I am, but I can change that. I can say, wait a minute, I can look at gratitude, right? Instead of looking at the negatives of like, oh, everybody's going to the Christmas party. They didn't invite me because I don't drink or whatever it is that you have that's going on in your life that you're just like, I don't feel like I'm part of the crowd anymore. And sometimes you aren't. So then you find a new crowd. What do you say to that? I agree. I agree. Um, I, um, <clears throat> you know, that's one of the things that that has changed. Well, first of all, I think that um, you talk about putting the drink down and what happens. And the, for, for for me, what I what I love and what I see in everybody is that when they put the drink down, hope happens. You know, and so they go from hopelessness to to hopeful, and it's a beautiful thing to watch, and it's so true. And as, you know, as long as the drink stays down, there's always hope. So a lot of big part of that hope is like in, in, in hope is change and the possibility to change. You know, there is in hopelessness, there's no possibility to change. You're just stuck. And, uh, you know, man, I was stuck there for a long time. I didn't even know I was stuck um, until I got unstuck and then I could see it. So I agree with that. And, you know, and then as far as the other stuff goes, I mean, you know, they talk about early on, like you need to, uh, they talk about people, places, and things. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I never met your crowd because we never met, we didn't know each other when, when either one of us was drinking. But, you know, I know what my crowd was like that I ran with. And, um, you know, it's been a long time since I've hung out with, with those people. And, uh, you know, some of them are dead, some of them are sober, most of them are just still drunk. And, uh, you know, like you said, you've met a couple of people that I hung out with from time to time here and there. And, um, 
you know, every now and then I reach out, I want to, I'm like, ah, you know, I wouldn't mind trying to get connected and just, they don't want to get connected with me and because I'm just not part of that crowd anymore. And even my business partner will tell me, I'll talk about some of these guys and he's like, you don't want to hang out with them, JF. They're just, they're not good people to hang out with. I mean, look at what they've done in, in their lives and their careers and it's, they're not your kind of people. And, uh, anyway, and he's right. And so you've got to find, you got to find new people. And of course the, the, uh, the beauty of it is it's so easy to find new people to hang out with, you know, cause, oh my gosh, like open up the door, they're everywhere. You know, the streets are full of them. And you especially are, are such a good example because, you know, you go out, you're walking your dog and you have like, next thing you know, you have like, you have dinner plans with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's being open. And, you know, I think it goes back to that fact that I don't have the shame anymore. Because when you have the shame, you carry it with you. Like, Linus did, like, when he was carrying his, like, his blankie and it had all that dirt on it. And um, mm. I feel like when, at least for me, when I was carrying around this, like, woe is me, I don't drink, I'm this. And I did that. I did that. I'm going to tell you, I did that. I felt sorry for myself. I felt less than. I felt like I wasn't a member of the group anymore, that I was a loser. Luckily, I had, um, I actually had one of my closest friends She's passed away now, um, but she would say to me, oh my God, Busy, you are so much more fun now that you're sober. I just love it. I can rely on you. You don't fall down. You don't act like an asshole. And I was like, oh my gosh. And the true people in your life will stay and the people that aren't won't. And you know, people come into our lives for a reason. Uh, I'm a big follower of Mel Robbins and she talks about it all the time about how you know, people are come into our lives and they leave for our lives. And some people, when we say who we are, we, we become authentic, who we really are on the inside and the outside. That's why getting sober is such an inside job. For the beginning, I thought it was an outside job. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get skinny, I'm gonna work out, I'm gonna look like a million bucks. And my sponsor at the time, my fellow traveler, I'll call her, she said to me, oh my gosh, are you, um, you know, this is not all about the outside. Elizabeth, this is an inside job. You need to focus on your insides, not so much the outsides. You look good on the outside. Go work on the inside. And that's harder. Mm -hmm. That is a lot harder when you get to that place where you're like, oh my God, I have to work on the insides of me. I've got to take an inventory of who I am. I have to realize that there is something bigger than me. I am not the almighty everything in the world. Um, that's huge, right? It is huge. It is huge because... You know, let's face it, we're, uh, we're people in, in the society and it seems like the society is really driven by how things appear. You know, not how they are, but just how they appear. So if it looks good, it must be good, right? What is it? What's the, what's the uh, pillow say that we have? You can't be too rich or too thin? Mm -hmm. It's really interesting that you just mentioned today. It's, um, it is very, it's very, um, it's very top layer. It's not deep. No. People don't want to have deep relationships. I do. Hence, I'll see if I, I'm meeting a new friend. Let's see if she still wants me to be my friend after tonight. Because she'll get to know how deep I like to go. I am not a surface friend. I am a deep friend. This I am I am not into having surface relationships that don't get into the deep stuff because my life's too short. I have, you know, I'm 54. If I live another, you know, 51 years, if I live to 105 
-hmm. You know, I still want to be with people that I can have deep relationships with, deep spiritual relationships with. You know, I'm training again now to get a restorative yoga certification on top of my regular basic yoga certification. And all that stuff that I used to have, I don't know if it was turning 50, if it was the kids leaving or what it was, that it was time for me to go, giddy up, it's mama's time. Mm-hmm. And now I can't stop learning. It's crazy, isn't it? It, It's truly crazy. Believe me, folks, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, I'm a little different from you because I, I enjoy, uh, I like having some deep relationships with just with a, not a lot of people. And, uh, you know, maybe it's because I'm a guy, but I like to have like, like I have like my golf buddies, like that's the relationship. It's about golf, you know. I have my gym buddies. That's relationship. It's about the gym. That's as far as it goes. Like we're probably not going to go out to dinner. Uh, we're probably not going to hang out any other place. But like gym people at the gym and golf people at the golf course, and and that's fine and it's good, you know. It's so really good. It it's works really good. It works for me. But I say maybe it's because I'm a guy. Yeah, I think that it's um. We are just human beings having a human experience and walking through this and pulling back the onions of your life and who you are and what you are and what makes you tick is a journey and going on that journey with open eyes and saying some days I'm going to be uncomfortable some days I'm going to be comfortable and writing with that but if you're uncomfortable what action are you going to take so that you don't feel that shame? I mean, shame's based in like the bottom of like, if you were to look at your solar plexus, you know, I'm total, I'm a yogi. So like in the base of your spine, that's where the shame starts. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible feeling to have. So if you recognize I feel shame, well, what can I do to change that soul? How can I change that feeling? We'll do things that build yourself up. And I don't know what that is for you. For me, I love kundalini yoga. I love um, going and sitting on the beach and reading a book. I love going on walks with my dogs. I love doing all of those things, which then make me a better person. And it, allevi- it, it, it etches away at the shame. And I want to go back to one thing. I was talking about the steps and making an inventory. I said that just very briefly. Yes. And... Um, you know, doing an inventory, it's something they recommend in the 12 steps. And for people who don't and are Catholic or know what confession is, it's kind of like confession, right? But you write it out rather than going and sitting in a pulpit and talking to the priest in, in the chambers and having the thing mm-hmm. up and all the rest of it. You actually talk to a human being and you say, these are all the things that I've done that are inside of me that I'm ashamed of. There are things I don't like. And you do this. And then you find somebody that you talk to about it with. Now, this does not have to be a fellow traveler that you know, that's you know from your 12-step room. It could be a priest. It could be a rabbi. It could be a Buddhist. It could be your best friend. It could be your spouse. Whoever you want it to really be Mm -hmm. that you trust. But once you let all that stuff that is swirling inside of you that you're scared, like, what if this person finds out this? What if this person finds out that? And you put light on it. Like we have light on us right now. If you put light on it, it's no longer shameful, right? So me coming, and then I'm going to let you talk. Me coming out and saying, I'm sober, not ashamed. That was the original tagline that Mm -hmm. we had for Busy Living Sober. And once I realized I was doing, I the reason I came out is because I wanted to be like, look at me. I'm not a drunk anymore. Look at me. 
I'm not an alcoholic anymore. I'm well, I'm still an alcoholic, but I'm not drinking anymore. Look at me. I want a, I want a tiara. I want a red carpet. I want the whole thing. And um, the longer that I've stayed sober, I've realized that that was just really, I just wanted an A-OK. You got this? A-OK? I feel like I'm A-OK now. Mm -hmm. But it did take time. Sure. And doing all those things. Finding the person that you want to tell all these deepest, darkest secrets to and give the light to. you got to find that person. Yes, you do. And I think you're right that, um, you know, uh, we just want to know that we're okay. We just want to know that. And, um, you know, as far as shining the light on all that stuff, you're right. Once it's like once, once a secret is told to just one other person, it's no longer a secret. And, uh, so once it's no longer a secret, then it just has no, it no longer has power over you. You know, they, well, I have a good friend that always likes to say, you know, the trouble shared is halved, a joy shared is doubled. And, uh, and he's so right, you know, cause once you get it off your chest, it's off your chest. It doesn't come back. You know, there might be, uh, maybe other stuff that, that pops up, but it's just, it's gone. And that, that's the nice thing about the program. If you want to have a program, it, it does provide an easy way to get through all that. Some people don't want it. I get it. And you're right. And you, you, you'll find your person, whoever that person is that you can share all the stuff with. So it's um, it's the Christmas season. It is. It is. It's the Christmas season, and where we were about to be the end of the year as well. And here we are. Oh, you're right. We're in the Devil's Triangle. We're in the Devil's Triangle. Well, I wasn't even going to say that. That's not even what I was thinking about. And if you're out there and you're wondering what the Devil's Triangle is, it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. It's three things, and they all make a triangle. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my God, I got to get through all these holidays and I don't want to feel shame and I got to go be around these people. What advice do you have? For one, I think that if you're new and you're trying to do this or you're going to start doing this at, as the new year comes, make sure you have these things in mind. Like, what can I let go of? What can I let go of in 2023 that I don't need to carry anymore in my life? What can I just finally be rid of that I'm going to say, you know what? This is not going to hold any more bearings in my life. I'm not, I didn't even know if that's a real word. Well, I, if it's not, it's a George Bush word. That's good enough for all of us. (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, it's realizing that you are going to go and you're going to take this thing out of yourself, put it in the light, give it to a stranger even if you have to, and say, all right, 2023, bring it on. Mm -hmm. You know, bring it on because we all have stuff. Nobody goes through this life unscathed. Nope. Nope. And I like it. I like your idea that give a secret away. And, uh, and, and my advice would be, would be to really take a look at self, at your self judgment and, uh, see if there's something there that you can let go of. Yeah. You know, let it go. Realize that there's something about you. It's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a thing. And I'll tell you, there's somebody that's always done something worse than we have. We always think that it's the worst, the worst, the worst. Well, it's crazy too. A lot of the stuff is, um, you know, it just, you're, you're like me, you know, we're both people. So it revolves around like, you know, I'm too fat. I'm too thin. I'm too tall. I'm too short. Uh, my hair's too thick. My hair's too thin. It's like dumb stuff. Like let it go. It's the way you are. Uh, you know, and we're all beautiful. So it's okay. It's all good. So be beautiful. Mm-hmm. You guys be happy with yourself. Yeah. And, um, Jay probably won't be here again. I doubt before Christmas. So you or, never know. I live in the house with you. So. Well, maybe he'll come on again. Maybe oh, and I had another piece of advice, too. 
okay. that some people might not know, but because the holidays are coming up, something you might want to look into is that my my wife was actually part of a uh, article in the uh, Washington Post um, that was back around uh, beginning of November, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that you can Google it and find it, and it talks about drinking in the holidays. Yeah, and what to do. There's different tidbits of going to parties and everything. And you can actually find that on my website. It's, oh, it's, it's back there. It's beautiful. on the website. Well, yeah. then look it up. I'm so proud of her, and yeah. it's such a good article. So look thank it up. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you to everybody that's written to me recently, because I've gotten a lot, of, a lot of mail lately. And I'm so grateful that I have listeners. I love you guys. You have no idea, because I do not look at analytics. I know I'm supposed to, but I don't. And, um, but... Um, you know, I'm grateful because I love to hear from you because then I do know that at least somebody's hearing me besides JF and the dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we all love to hear from you too. Well, thank you. We just don't write back. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming on again. Thanks for having me. Mwah. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. And um, if you're listening and you have questions, comments, you want to talk to me, you want to talk to JF, you can always reach me at Elizabeth at ElizabethChance.com. That's the easiest way to remember. It's E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at ElizabethChance.com. And it's E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-C-H-A-N-C-E. Um, can you say com. that backwards? No. I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until next week. Um Keep getting busy living sober and have a fun life. Enjoy your life. Enjoy you. Fall in love with you. I'm going to end with this. I had a post-it note for years when I was first getting sober, and it was on my computer because I'm on my computer all the time. And it said, I love Elizabeth. I know I sound crazy, but it totally works. Fall in love with you. This Christmas season, take care of you. Be part. Be Make yourself important. And if you heard us, I think you might. we might not have been able to pause that little interruption we had with the door if we um sorry you just can tell we're human well you know when you when you uh do you go through your whole production thing maybe you can take it out yeah when i do my whole production (laughs) thing which is non-existent it's just me and a computer as you can see all right everybody thanks so much take care and you can do this i know you are not alone you got us at least Bye. bye